Hello and welcome back to Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. I am your host, Caleb, and your favorite Kung Fu fanatic. We can never forget that. And uh, I'm joined, as always, by my lovely wife, Amber. Hey, guys. We're back to form in this episode. It's just uh, just me and Amber for this one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, for episode 35 of uh, Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. And I um, we have to say, we had a pretty crazy week. Or, or two weeks. It's been two weeks since our last episode. It feels like it's been a lot longer. Probably, yeah, probably because of how much was going on in the in, in the previous week. Because yeah, I guess because of how much we had going on in the in the in the past week, it made it feel like episode thirty four was way back. Was way back, <laughs> even though it's been two been two weeks. Um, but yeah, it it was just a just a pretty crazy uh, pretty crazy week week and a half really for both of us I was on vacation from work and uh we uh we went out of town and did a couple of things you know so it was a car just sped by the apartment you you guys could probably hear that so if you hear the motor we apologize <laughs> yeah um but yeah yeah anyway uh we went we went out of town and you know just did a couple of things um I got to go to a pretty cool store in a <clears throat> excuse me out of town in Shreveport and um Bought a lot of cool movies. I bought um. Bought some... I think we spent what an hour and a half. Yeah, a good two hours maybe in there. Yeah, something like you that. Were something like that. Just movies. looking for movies. Yeah, because it, it was a buyback store. You know, they sell a lot of used stuff. Um, but I just went and looked at all the movies. I bought a lot of Jet Li movies. I bought like Kiss of the Dragon, Born to Defense, Legend the the Legend of Fong Sai Yuk. Um, New Legend of Shaolin. And we got a couple of other really fun movies like Balls of Fury, which is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's such a fun movie. I bought that. Or um, I meant to say uh, I watched it as soon as we got home. Like when it's it, it's it's like a good hour and a half drive from from there to home. And so as soon as we got home, I popped in Balls of Fury. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time, and I forgot how funny that movie is. That movie is hilarious. <laughs> and, but you know, and and one of the things I love about it is. Obviously, all the references to different kung fu movies and stuff like that, but they also kind of just take all the tension that you would usually see in those movies that that you know that that the fight scenes bring, and they just replace it with ping pong. Of course, because <laughs> what better way to Chris, do it than with ping pong? Yeah, and Christopher Walken is a hoot in that movie. He is so <laughs> funny, and um, I also got Bulletproof Monk, which is <laughs> a horrible movie. I used to love that movie as a kid, though. It's one of those movies I bought it because it was just nostalgic. I used to, I used to love that movie. I it, for me that movie kind of falls in the same category as Jet Li's The One, a movie that I loved as a kid because there were so many crazy effects and and stuff like that, and like all the the bullet time slow mo effects and stuff like that. I love I love so like that that was the early two thousands I love stuff like that but nowadays now it's like God <laughs> yeah now I look back on those movies because I, I again I was a kid when I saw those movies I was like <laughs> I was like uh, I don't even uh, eight nine maybe something like yeah eight or nine years old um, and I just yeah you know that that was stuff that you know a kid back then would think was pretty awesome but now when I see it I'm just like oh god this is terrible yeah now you're like oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. and um and uh we we we've watched a lot of other uh, we've watched some other pretty interesting stuff as of this recording uh 
we watched uh, Fistful of Vengeance yesterday. We won't go into detail about it because we are going to do a, a full-length episode on it in uh, in a couple of weeks. That's going to be episode 36. But, um, uh, yeah, we, we did we did watch Fistful of Vengeance on Netflix. It finally came out. And um, I... I I think uh I think whenever we finally do that episode you'll find that our opinions are uh, are pretty interesting. Now now probably not what you thought it would be. Um yeah. I will say I like I probably liked the movie as much as I liked the the first season of Wu Assassins cuz this is a for those of you don't who didn't who do not know Fistful of Vengeance is a follow-up film to Wu Assassins. I don't know if we're going to get a Wu Assassin season two. After seeing the movie, I will say that I would like to see a season two. And that's because I think, again, not going to jump into it, but I do think, I think as a show, it could still work, like story-wise and the yeah. characters. I think it could still work as a show. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I don't know if, I mean, I, I think... I don't know the details. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not a person involved with them or anything with the show or anything like that. But I. I think. I think the future of Wu Assassins is a little uncertain right now. So, and it, it's kind of been that way ever since the first season dropped. So, we'll see. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen there. <laughs> but um. Anyway, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, with that out of the way, we'll go ahead and uh, jump right into today's topic. We're going to be discussing a true uh, masterpiece of a movie, a masterclass in the action film, action film genre. Um, we talked about the first film back in October for our Halloween special. That was, uh, that was the raid. If you, if you guys haven't guessed, yeah, it's time to talk about the sequel. We said we'd talk about it soon and it's finally here. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about the raid Two: hell to the yes. <laughs> really excited. We watched this movie earlier today, and um, and something I noticed. I don't know if it's just because of how many times I've seen the movie now, but it felt like a breeze watching it this time. Because yeah. I remember the first time we had seen it, um, it felt so long, and it that did. and that's not a bad thing. I mean this this is one of those movies where it's like, yeah, it's long, but it's a good long. It's yeah, not. It, yeah. It's not. It's not one of those movies where you're just like, "Oh, can this end already?" And you don't feel like it's dragging. Yeah, it's not one. Of, this isn't one of those movies where it's it's like so long and you're just you just want it to end. It, it's no, it keeps you on the edge. Yeah, just like the first one did. Yeah. You know, this one. This one has so much more. It brings so much more to the table. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a weird thing watching it. Now it's just like whenever we were watching it, I was. I remember th I was making notes and I was thinking this movie is. The, 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 the sale here is a lot smoother than it usually yeah. is. I was just kind of sitting there enjoying the movie. And then next thing you knew, we were to the finale. I was like, oh, wow. Like, we, we, got there, <laughs> we got there quick. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but again, it's probably because of how many times I've watched it. It's such a great movie. Um, I don't, and I don't watch the second one that often. I always watch the first one. I mean, we, we watch the first one more than anything because... Because of it, it, this, and, and first one was shorter than this movie. Yeah. Like this is this first. The first raid is like a little over ninety minutes. I want to say the raid two is two hours. Yeah, and um, probably a little longer. Um, but the uh, yeah the first the first raid is shorter, and but we always watch that one because of just how quick it is, and 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 really just kind of the feel that the movie gives you, like the feel of claustrophobia, and. 
and you know, in, in, in that intensity and how there's just fight scene after fight scene after fight scene. This movie is different. It it has a lot of really great fight scenes, but there's also a lot of more a lot more story and mm-hmm. more character development and stuff like that. And um and so uh, it's, it's just stuff like that. And, and again, that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. That's a thing that, you know, movies definitely need, but something like that, I was just like, it's good, but I also don't really want to watch, or I prefer to watch something that's like a lot more faster and hard hitting, mm-hmm. which would be the first one. This is an excellent movie though. Definitely not to take this, definitely not trying to take anything away from it because the rate two is once I, once again, a masterclass, like I said, and it's, uh, excuse me it's a it it it, um it really it really opened the door and also kind of closed the book on itself yeah yeah but um but you you guys will see why you know as as we jump into it so uh so yeah without any further ado we're gonna go ahead and get into it the raid 2 was released in uh 2014 so uh once again it was written and directed by gareth evans who uh returned to do this one as well, uh, you know, for, right after the first one, he wrote and directed that as well. A uh, fight choreography, once again, is by Iko Elias and Yayan Ruihan. Um, they did the fight choreography for this film, as well as the very first uh, Raid. And they also star in this movie. And you guys um, who have not seen the Raid 2, and you remember the name Yayan Ruihan, yeah, that was Mad Dog from the first Raid. And spoiler, at the end of the first Raid, he gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I remember first seeing this movie, I thought, oh, that's the guy who played Mad Dog. I thought he was, you know, I thought he was yeah. dead, but yeah, he is. But Yayan Ruihan plays a different character in this movie, which, uh, which this character, the character that he plays in this movie is really cool and has a lot more depth to it, yeah. to him as well. You know, the first, the first movie, uh, Yayan Ruihan's character, Mad Dog, Mad Dog was just a psycho who, who loved to fight. But in this, he's kind of he's kind of a psycho, but he's a but he gets a little bit more he's also, story. He's also an amazing fighter. Like this, and this is a completely different character too. But um, he gets a little, a little you get to look at a little bit of his development mm-hmm. and how he is as a person in this a little bit. Yeah, and you you learn about you learn about kind of uh, you kind of learn about his motivation, why he does what he yeah. does, and stuff like that, and what what really drives him, and um. <clears throat> and uh you know and, and it doesn't end spoiler it doesn't not, it does not end happily for him no but, you know, but this, you know. <laughs> in, in, in this in a movie like this of course it doesn't it doesn't really end happily for anybody no and, not really <laughs> there are no winners here and um so yeah uh yeah eco wise yaya marihan they're a fight choreographers they also star in the film uh, we also have a, as far as our cast goes, this is a pretty huge cast, so please bear with me. I, yeah, I have it's, a lot of, it's pretty long. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of names to get through, but um, we do we do have Eko Owias, excuse me, Eko Owias, and we have Yayan Burihan. I'll get this out of the way. I'm probably going to butcher some of these names. They're Indonesian. I am not very good with them. Uh, some of them are, are, aren't hard for me to pronounce, and some of them are ex- incredibly hard for me to pronounce, so please just forgive me. Bear with me here. We'll forgive you. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, we also have um, Arifin Putra. We have Oka Antara, Tio uh, Pakasadewo, I think that's how you say it. I'm really sorry. Um, Alex Abad, Koksambara, Kenichi Endo, uh, the man, the master, Chechip Arif Rahman, uh, Very Tree Ulysman, Julia Stell, and Roy Martin. Um, that wasn't so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if, um, 
I think if you look at the cast list. On the paper, it looks long, but yeah. like when you speak. Well, when you look at the cast list too, it's also pretty long. But I didn't, I didn't name off every single person yeah. in this movie. I had kind of really just named off the central characters, the ones who right. were like, <laughs> like super integral to the story here. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, um, <clears throat> before we jump into the story, we do of course have to revisit how this all came about. So whenever we discussed the first Raid film, we talked about Gareth Evans's first, excuse me, first uh, like feature-length film, Morontau, mm -hmm. which he did with Ego Weiss and Yaya Ruihan. That was like their first collaboration together. Um, uh, the uh, the original idea was that they would do Morontau, which is a... Uh, it, in Indonesian culture, Morontau is a rite of passage where a young man leaves his home and, you know, goes off to make a life of his own. And, um, the, um, so the original idea was that he would do Morontau and then he would do a sequel. Well, okay, I don't know if sequel is the word to use. I'll say a follow-up. Sequel may not be the appropriate term here, but, um, excuse me, um, Considering how Morontau ended, we won't spoil it. But considering how Morontau ends, yeah. you probably couldn't say that that it's a sequel that it was going se. to be a sequel, yeah. but it was going to be a follow up to that, set in the same universe, probably. But anyway, yeah. So there was Morontau. Uh, the the uh, the original idea that Gareth Evans had was he was going to do a follow up, and that was going to be called Barandal. Barandal means thugs in Indonesian, mm -hmm. and Barandal originally had a um, it, it was going to be a very large scale like prison game type movie. But it turned out they didn't really have a they didn't really have the funding or the resources for that. They didn't have the budget, so they couldn't do it. And um the raid happened. Like mm -hmm. the like that they decided, okay, okay. Well, we'll take what we have and uh we'll use a small budget, keep everything in one location, use a use a small number of guys, and that's when we got the raid. Um, Raid, huge hit, obviously, and, um, and of course, they, you know, they had to do a sequel, and so they took the idea that they had for Brondel, the prison gang thing, they took that, and then they just kind of, like, um, and they just kind of revised the story and turned it into a sequel to the Raid. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, in the Raid, like I said, the Raid brings so much, or the Raid 2, excuse me, the Raid 2 brings so much more to the table. In the first Raid, we had, you know, a SWAT team in a building, trapped in a building with a bunch of murderers and, and you know, uh, drug dealers and stuff like that, and they just really have to survive. In this, um, you have... You still have that, but there's also a lot of other stuff going on. There's gangs, there's huge prison riots going on, and there's there's car chases and shootouts. There's even more, you know, there's more fights that are just that are just as crazy as the ones from the yeah. first movie, <laughs> and um, and it's an undercover police story as well, you mm -hmm. know. So so yeah, we have a lot a lot more going on, in uh in the raid too. Which side note the the raid two in Indonesia it was released as the raid two Barandal, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, but you know obviously in the states it was just the raid two yeah but um but yeah anyway that the uh, you you get uh you get shades of you know of what Gareth Evans' original idea was when it comes to his Barandal idea and then that would turn into the raid 
in the Raid 2, obviously. Well, I'm glad he got to actually, like, in some form or some way, actually do his idea of Barondal, because that's, that's pretty neat how he made it into the Raid 2. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, jumping into the story here, uh, uh, once again, we do want to reiterate that this is a pretty long movie. It's a, yeah. just it's just over two hours, and so a lot happens. But I, you know, I definitely I, I did I did the best I could to you know kind of condense the story in my notes and stuff like that, and also but also like point out the very important stuff. So um, so yeah, we may just uh we may just reach the two hour mark here on this episode, <laughs> or maybe not. It's been a long time since we did an episode that was two hours. Yeah, because I felt. Well, back then it was hard. It was hard to do an episode that I felt was that I felt was you know restrained. You know, I was I was like, um, I think not to blow my own horn, but I think I've gotten better at explaining things a little bit. You yeah. know, so I don't excuse me, I don't I don't drift off as much, and it's just you and me. So yeah. <laughs> so ours are pretty straightforward. Yeah. We always do. We always have fun here, though. Yeah, um, we do. Yeah. Even though we're pretty straightforward, <coughs> we always have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, anyway, yeah, we're going to jump right into the story. So, the first, um, or the, the, the film starts, it picks up right where the first one left off. Right. First raid, in the first raid, you know, there, there were the cops, or, or the SWAT team, rather, and there was a SWAT team. Every, almost everyone died except for three guys. Rama, who's Ego Wise's character, our main guy, and as well as there was Boo and Lieutenant Wayu. Those are the only three survivors from the first film. Um, uh, Rama, Boo, and Wayu, they meet with uh, another cop named Bunawar, who, uh, that, that's the cop that uh, Rama's brother Andy told him to seek out. You know, he's, he said he's like, he's one of the good ones. Bunawar is not a dirty cop. Call him up and tell him what's going on and he can help you out. And um and so yeah, Rama calls Bunawar and then they meet at this uh I'll say undisclosed location. And um they take uh they take Boa to get patched up. Um and then Bunawar he kills Wayu. Much to Rama's uh chagrin, we'll say. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's not happy about that. Um, obviously because, you know, Rama being that, the, being the, the good, clean rookie cop that he is, he had evidence and, you know, he said, uh, he, he tells Bonawar, you know, we could have taken this guy to court. I could have testified. We could have put him away for life and stuff like that. Bonawar is saying, no, it wouldn't have gone down the way you think it would have. Like they, like he, like they would have just, they would have just killed him them, like themselves anyway. Cause again, there's a lot of dirty cops in this, uh, right. in this story. He, uh, you know, Wayu would have just been killed off himself, and then they would have came after Rama and his family. Uh, this was the safest thing to do, you know, to keep, you know, to keep Rama's basically involvement in this a secret, you know, because Bonoir also said, you know, he would have, like, Wayu would have just given your name up immediately, right. you know, so they would have came after him too. This was the best thing to do. Um, Anyway, Bonawar, he asks Rama to join his unit. He he runs a he runs a very small unit of undercover cops, and their job is to basically weed out dirty ones. Like mm -hmm. again, a lot of dirty cops, a lot of corruption. Um, so yeah, he asks Rama to join his team. You know, he said, help like help us help us catch guys. 
like like why you you know that that's why you joined the force right you know because you wanted to help people and you know and do the right thing well that's what this is that's what my team does we'll we'll uh we'll, we'll train you you'll get you'll become a better fighter you'll become a better cop you know and you know you can do something good rama's like rama, no. yeah rama says no not interested <laughs> yeah um yeah rama says no of course you know i mean that that's usually how it goes yeah <laughs> um so yeah rama says no but then Andy, his brother, you know, we, we know we saw we saw Andy in the first film had that truly amazing two on one fight scene. Rom and Andy gets Mad Dog. That fight scene is just so incredible, and um, and you know it, it's hard for me to decide whether or not this fight, this the final fight in the Raid Two, tops the one from the first one because that first one was so amazing. But this one's also pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, yeah. Back to Andy. Rama refuses to join Bonoar's unit, but then Andy dies. And that's how the film opens up, actually. Yeah. Like, it, it immediately opens up with Andy getting killed. He gets killed by a guy named Bejo. Uh, Bejo is just another, um, he's another criminal, but he's kind of independent of the other ones. Like, the other prominent crime bosses we have here. But he's a very ambitious one. You know, he's, he's looking to, you know, expand his territory and stuff like that. Um... Uh, but yeah, Andy, uh, they never explicitly say what happened between Andy and Bejo, but it is implied that Andy was kind of given a choice, you know, to side with Bejo and his, you know, his expanding business or to oppose him. Andy chose the latter. He chose to oppose him and Bejo had him killed. Um, but yeah, um, Andy, Andy gets killed and Rama realizes that they found his brother. They killed him. He could be next. His family could be next because he has. He still has his father and right. a wife, and he now and he his wife had a baby. You know, his wife was pregnant in the first film. Now, now she had the baby. She had a son. Um, so yeah, he he uh, realizes they could come after him. They could come after his family. So he goes to Bonawar and says, "Okay, um, my brother's dead. So you need to help me protect my family. So I'll do whatever you want. You know, so." Um, Rama agrees to work with Bonawar and, uh, you know, in order to protect his family. Bonawar tells him, um, he tells Rama that, um, again, you know, to reiterate, they want him to weed out all the dirty cops that are involved with all, with all the crime, the crime bosses in the story here. Um, they want him to, uh, they want him to, like, get all the names and stuff like that. And so, um, Bonawar, he tells Rama, he says, there are two main, two main crime bosses here. There's Bongoon, which is an Indonesian crime uh, crime boss. He's played by a. <laughs> I had a really hard time with this guy's name, but Tio Pakusa Pakusa Dewo. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, just say Tio. Tio. Yeah, played by Tio. <laughs> um, I'm sure if you yeah. type his name in Google, it's like right there at the Probably, top. Probably yeah. <laughs> um, and. Um, but yeah, there's Bongun, and then there's Goto, who's played by Kenichi Endo. Goto is, you guys may have guessed, uh, Japanese. We had we had the Japanese, and we had the Yakuza in the story as well, you know. So it's 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 all, it's um, it's a multinational situation here, basically. Um, uh, yeah. So there's Bongun, there's Goto. Um, they're like the two main crime bosses. They are both working with Reza. Reza is the the uh. 
the dirty cop that was mentioned at the end of the first raid. Mm-hmm. In this movie, we finally meet him. He's not what you expect either. No, he's, he's really not. Very unassuming. Yeah. Which that's that that that's a good thing. Though, yeah, you know? it is. It's like, like you finally see him, and you're like. Oh, that's him? Like, that's <laughs> this who it is? Okay. You're, expect, you're expecting a monster, usually, yeah. but no, it's not. This guy, no. seems, this guy seems quite typical. But um, but anyway, yeah, uh, Bonoir, he wants Rama to uh, to get in there with Bongoon. Uh, you know, he has to work with Bongoon because he's the, he's the native here, you know. So he has to work with him, and he needs to find out not only about Reza, but as well as all the other dirty cops that are involved here. Um... And, uh, and Bonoir tells Rama, you know, of course, the only way to do that, we need to put you in prison and you need to make friends with, uh, with Bongun's son, Ucho, who's, um, Arvin Putra's character. Um, he's like, so yeah, you, um, hit, uh, Bongun's son, Ucho is in jail. You need to get in there. We're going to plant you in there. You're going to make nice with him. And he's going to, uh, hopefully... He's going to bring you to meet his father, and then you'll be you'll be in. You can figure out, you can find all the people that we need to find because they need the names. Um, and so, um, but they can't just plan him in jail. They need he needs to uh, Rama needs to get himself a bit of a reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't just throw him in there because right. because if he wants to get in with these people, he needs to hurt the right people as well. So, um, so Bonawar, he gets, he tells Rama, um, you need to beat up this, this, uh, this politician's son. This politician is the reason Ucho is in jail. So if you rough up his son, then Ucho's going to notice that. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he's going to hopefully take a liking to you. And so, um, so Rama, he finds the guy, um, and, uh, and we, we see, like, their pictures and stuff. They don't show him fight this guy. There is a deleted scene of it, though, I think. I haven't, I haven't even watched it. But, uh, yeah, there is a... I believe there is a deleted scene of Rama fighting this guy and beating him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh... Yeah, so he finds him, and then we see, like, through pictures that he, he, he beat the hell out of this guy. Because you see, see the dude in the hospital. He's got a neck brace on and everything. Yeah, he beat him up pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, Rama, he's in jail... And immediately starts he starts fighting people. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's the bathroom stall fight, which is pretty pretty awesome. How many guys you think we got? Like fifty? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. No, maybe like maybe 30? T- maybe twenty something. Yeah, between twenty and thirty. There's a lot of them. Twenty five. Yeah, there was quite yeah, a few just though. A few. Um, <laughs> I, I like how he's just kind of. I love how he's in the stall. He's just kind of chilling, and then yeah, he's in the <laughs> stall, and um, as a. Uh, and as he's just sitting in the stall, all the other prisoners, like the, the 20 to 30 prisoners that are that are in the scene, they're like beating on the door trying to open it up. And I love how he just kind of waits for like that, that latch to come loose because mm. one of the screws falls out. You know, he waits for the latch to come loose, but then he kicks the door open and just starts fighting all of them. Um he does very well at first too. I can't like he's, it took twenty of them to yeah, he's break beat, down the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's doing very well at first. He's beating the dudes up. He's picking them up and like throwing them like, like across the way into the next stall, and um, but eventually they kind of overpower him and he he gets roughed up a little bit. Um, one of the um, one of the guys who um. Uh, who was involved in this fight was this big dude named Benny, who's played by Zach Lee. Uh, Zach Lee has worked with 
Igor Weiss a couple of times already. He was in Headshot. He was the big dude in Headshot. That Rama fight, or not Rama, I'm sorry, Eko's character, he fights him in the police station. You know, he's a really big dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's him. Um, and he's in The Night Comes for us. Um, but anyway, yeah, Benny was one of the guys, and uh, Benny, he is, um, he, he's part of Ucho's little prison gang. Mm-hmm. And um, after this fight, Ucho and Rama finally meet, and Ucho tries to uh recruit Rama into his gang. Rama refuses, of course, you know, saying he doesn't uh say I uh I don't like I don't like wasting my time looking tough in bathroom stalls, you know, that kind of thing. And uh <laughs> and um that's kind of the point though here is you know he needs to play hard to get like with Ucho. Ucho's gonna Ucho's gonna try to recruit him. Rama doesn't want to just say yes immediately. He wants him to like really want him to be part of the group, you know. Right. So um so anyway, um, uh, then we get the uh, we get the visitation scene uh, where um, we see Ucho. He is talking to Ika. Ika is another is another one of a uh, uh, Bongoon's subordinates, kind of like his other. We'll say he's like his his right hand. Yeah, his right hand man. Ika is played by Oka Antara. Um, um, anyway, Ika he sees. He sees Rama and Ucho is like saying, uh, asking you like, what do you know about him? And Ika's saying, oh, he he roughed up your favorite politician's son. And uh, we also learned that um, Rama is using an undercover name, which is Yuda. And fun fact, Yuda was Rama's character, not Rama, Ika Weiss's character's name in Morontau. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, in Morontau, his character's name was Yuda. And in the Raid 2... That's his undercover name as well. Interesting. Yes, that's, that's just a little nod to uh, <laughs> to Marantau. Um, um, and then we also learned that uh, that Rama is in jail for three years. Originally, Bunawar told him it he'd be out. Be a, he'd be out in a few months. months. Yeah, you know, he said, "Go rough this guy up, and you'll be out in a few months." But he ended up getting three years instead, which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he beat up the wrong guy, obviously. Um, so anyway, uh, sometime later, um, we get the huge prison riot scene, which is just completely bananas. It's a great fight scene. <laughs> it is very, very good, and it's just it's just bonkers. It's, it's so yeah, it is it's so insane. crazy. Um, so uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's it's a it's a rainy day. There's mud. You're they're like all out in the yard and. Um, it's rain. It, it, yeah, like I said, it's raining. There's mud everywhere. Um, Rama sees uh, Benny, you know, our, our, our big dude. He sees Benny talking with a couple of other guys, and uh, he sees uh, he sees uh, they're coming over, and they got knives. And um, and Rama figures out, oh, they're they're coming after either him or they're coming after Ucho. Um, so right as they get up there, Rama starts a fight with them you know, to protect Ucho, and, um, and, yeah, then everybody else gets involved, SWAT teams come out there, and the rest of the prisoners cut loose and go after the SWAT guards, yeah, and it's like, what? Yeah, but they're, they're like, all flailing around in in the mud, everybody's getting shanked, Uh, limbs are being broken, like, uh, this one dude tries to kick Rama, but he, he just breaks the dude's, excuse me, the dude's leg, like, right at the kneecap, and, um, we're both like, oh. Yeah. 
stabs one dude in the cap and then just like ripped like rips it all the way down to the ankle and uh there's one there's a, this really crazy spot it doesn't involve rama it involves a couple of other prisoners he is like ripping the dude's face or head off in half like by his mouth did you notice that you you don't remember that <laughs> he like grabs him by his jaw and like yeah, pulls down and, or pulls like yeah he up. like pries his mouth open I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I missed that or if, does oh, it, it cut really quick? Or well, the camera just kind of pans past him, and you can see it happening. Damn, I'm gonna have to go. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and look yeah, at it. It's pretty crazy. Um, but then a a a couple of prisoners try to escape. They try to hop over the fence, but there's a sniper on the roof. He takes them out. Um, Benny is and, and Ucho almost gets killed by Benny, but then you know Rom of course saves him. Um, you know, and then the, the, the riot just kind of, they, 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 they suppress the riot and then we do a time jump. Two years pass, Rama gets out of jail and, um, Ucho picks him up. Ucho got out before he did. And, um, so he picks him up and he's like, um, uh, he tells him, uh, my father wanted to thank you in person. So I'm going to bring you to meet him. Um, Rama's like, oh no, you don't have to do that. Because again, he's trying to keep his cover here. Yeah. He's very, very nervous. Um, and uh, right before Rama left, he pulled a, he tore a wire out of his jacket. He had a, they, uh, Bunawar had put a wire like in the threads of his jacket and he noticed it and ripped it out. Because, you know, if they had found that, he would have gotten killed. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh. Then we meet we meet Bongun who is having a meeting with Goto, the Yakuza boss, and they're talking about Bejo. Goto is there to he's there to tell him, you know, hey, this this new this new kid Bejo, he could be a problem. Um he's very low level right now, but you should keep an eye out for him. And um Bongun says, "Okay, you know, I'll 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 have my guys check him out. If he steps out of line, we'll take care of him." Um and then uh Ucho and Rama show up, and um, and uh, <laughs> Bongun tells Rama to take his clothes off. You know, <laughs> and Rama's like, "I'm sorry, what? Yeah, like what did you just say to me?" Yeah, he tells he tells him to take your clothes off because they 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 need to like search clothes, make sure he's not like a bugged. Yeah, he's not <laughs> bugged or anything. Which, so good thing he threw the yeah, wire. Like away. I said, like I said, it's a good thing he found that wire and pulled it out because if they had seen that, he would have been killed. Um, but anyway, yeah, Rama, he gets, um, you know, they, they, they don't find anything, you know, he's, 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 he's clean. Um, Rama gets some new clothes, he gets a new apartment. Um, Bongun tells him, you know, I'm going to put you to work with my son, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, you do good, we'll pay you. And so, um, so yeah, Rama, he, uh, he gets a new apartment and stuff like that. Uh, next day. He gets put to work. Um, so Rama, he goes with Ucho and Ika to meet with this guy named uh, uh, Topan, who is a, uh, who's a, he's like an underground porn producer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he makes, I would say he makes like bootleg or illegal porn. I don't I don't even really know. Hey, but, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they go to meet with him to uh, collect some money from him because you know that that that's what they do he he's operating in their territory so he gives them a cut of his money um so they go to meet with him turns out though like they're not just there for the money that he makes 
from the films. They're also there for some money that he made selling drugs. Mm-hmm. He also started moving some drugs in the in the on their on their turf, and uh, they know about it, and so they want extra money from him. Toban, of course, doesn't want to pay them that. So huge shootout starts, and um, and uh, side note, like with the first film, every gunshot, like bullet. Gun flash, everything you see in this movie is not real. Right, it's all CGI. Yeah, you know they added digitally in post production. You can't even tell. Like, yeah, it's it all so, looks very real. It's so it's done so well. Like you can't even tell that it's fake. Yeah, all the blood and everything, and the flashes and the yeah. sounds. It's all it's all digital. Um, which yeah, like like Amber said, you can't even really tell. It, it's it, which you know, it had to have been hard. I said this whenever we did the first, whenever we talked about the first raid, it had to have been hard to act like the yeah, guns were going yeah. off because, you know, there, there, there's no flash and there's no recoil yeah. or anything. So they have to act like the guns are going off even when they aren't. But they do it so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, a huge shootout and drug ha- uh, shootout happens. There's fights. Um, Rama, he ends up killing Topan. He beats the hell out of him. And and we get we get a, a little funny spot like right before Topan dies they they go in this Rama chases him into this room and there's a dude who's just sitting there and he's holding a bat I, he he was obviously the dude was, was obviously he was waiting he was ready no I mean he was obviously high is what I was gonna say oh, yeah. how spaced out he looked he looked completely spaced well, out that too. yeah and uh and Rama he uh right after he beat up Topan he sees the dude holding the bat and he, he tries to take it from him but the guy won't let go so he just like starts smacking him he's like give me the bat he's um, just holding he's like gripping it like so tight and he's yeah. just like holding it and, like yeah. slapping him in the face like let go yeah but uh yeah he he doesn't even need it he doesn't even no he doesn't use it. use it topan ends up dying yeah um uh so yeah topan ends up dying um and then afterwards um ucho he go he he brings he brings all of topan's money to his father to bongun um and uh, right before he leaves, um, yeah, Ucha, uh, not Ucha, sorry, uh, Rama. Rama gets a nice little cut of it. And um, right before Ucho leaves, though, he tries to talk to Bongoon about taking on more responsibility. Yeah. Yes, we have a son who's wanting to take the torch. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yeah, he's Kazuya in the Tekken movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not fair. It's a horrible, guess, horrible comparison. I guess he is. I, I guess was when you, to, I guess when you put it that way. <laughs> I was trying to take I was trying to take a movie that we had discussed in the past. Like and and Tekken was the one. Like that was the that one. That is where, the one. Yes. Yeah, that, Tekken was the one, you know, where Kazuya He's not Kazuya is not the really badass character he is in the games and in, in the movie he is a whining a, a whining petulant son who wants to take the reins from his father you know like daddy i'm ready i can do it and <laughs> that and that's kind of what happens here with ucho i didn't put that together until you just said it mm-hmm. and that kind of upsets me a little bit more thank <laughs> you appreciate it <laughs> so yeah ucho he tries to ask, he tries to ask bongo and he's like maybe it's time i took on more responsibility you know handled some of our more high profile stuff uh bond good of course says you're not ready yeah you're not ready in due time though you're not you're just you're not ready I'll, basically i'll tell you yeah when i'll you're decide ready. when you're ready um and obviously ucho is pissed yeah you can you can tell that he's just he's not happy with that and then we get the the karaoke scene which i do not like this scene no as much as i love this movie this scene i'm not gonna say it's it 
it doesn't bring everything to a halt. It does, it, uh, I mean, the, the story does keep going. It doesn't bring everything yeah. to a halt. The story keeps going. However, this scene, it just, it just feels unnecessary. It, it's because, you know, it starts off, they're at a, uh, Ucho and Rama are at this karaoke bar. There's a couple of hostesses in there singing with them. And then Ucho just gets mad because one of the girls is saying that he's, that he, that he's. Well, first she called him, a, uh, he called her a. A skank. A skank, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he called her a skank and then but that, then, that yeah. set the fire off. Yeah, they start arguing. To where and... he just jumps in and is just like, hey, I'm better than you. And it's like, yeah. okay, like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, this is, this is, this whole, the, most of the scene just felt so unnecessary and but again, it didn't bring everything to a halt. The the story does just does keep going. So after um, after Ucho's little spat with the karaoke hostess, um, the girls leave. Um, Ucho gets a phone call. He steps out to take the call. While he steps out, Rama plants a bug in Ucho's wallet. Yeah. And um, and then uh. And then we cut away to our next scene. And then we meet Prokoso, who is Yayan Ruyan's character. He was, like we said, he was Mad Dog in the previous film. Now he is, excuse me, in this film he is Prokoso, who is a, um, who is a, uh, we'll say an assassin for Bond Gun. He is a very loyal one as well. He is a very close friend of Bond Gun's. He's worked with him for over 30 years. Um, Bond Gun uh, goes to Prokoso and gives him some money to take out we'll say a business rival we don't know who this guy is like he just says hey take this guy yeah. out um so we see Percoso. he he uh he finds a guy and beats up his friends and then kills him something i really liked about about this sequence whenever he finds him and goes goes to fight his friends but then right before he kills him he only used the machete to kill the guy yes you notice he was holding it the whole time i was gonna mention that to he, you yeah. earlier i was like okay i see him like punch all these guys like one hand punching and game. kicking and like yeah, but he has the sword down here by his side and i was like okay it, he is doesn't he gonna, use is it. he gonna use that or but i think he cuts like one dude i think he cuts one dude but he doesn't i don't think he did i want to say he cut him like i'd have to rewatch it but i don't think he did i want to say it. he cut at least one but he i don't know if he killed him but i know he cut him yeah, but he killed I'll, the one dude with it yeah, straight I'll, through. The only thing I noticed was that he used he only used it to stab that dude. Like yeah. through, and, and it went through the fence, you know, the wooden fence. Well damn, we both have to go back and yeah. watch it. You have to watch that one and I have to watch the prison scene. Yeah. Um so yeah, anyway, yeah, that that's our that's our introduction to uh Percoso. Super badass character. Yes. Um and then um and then we cut over to Ucho. He is meeting with Bejo. That's yep. what the phone call was about. Bejo called him up and said, hey, I want you to come meet me. Have dinner with me. <laughs> I got a very nice restaurant. Uh, I have great wine, too. Yeah. Come come drink. <laughs> yeah, come drink with me. That's a kung fu movie. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that was clever. Come on, come drink with me. Clever. That was clever. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. Ucho, he is meeting up with Bejo. Bejo is telling him, um, I have a business proposition for you. Um, uh, I have the guys who try to kill you in the prison, Benny and all the other ones. Um, I got them right here. Um, I'm giving you an opportunity to claim revenge. You can kill these guys and then I need you to do something for me. 
So Ucho, he kills Benny and the other the other uh, guys from the prison. And while that's going on, Ucho or not sorry, Bejo. Bejo tells Ucho, there is a there's a patch of land that I want to get my hands on, you know, for this uh this uh, new business I'm starting up. Um but the land belongs to the Japanese. Um and Ucho tells Bejo that his father wouldn't allow that because Goto and Bongun have a they have a truce, you know, they don't they they don't they don't uh, attack each other. Yeah, they don't attack there. each other. They don't go on any, they don't go on each other's territory. And so um so Ucho tells Bejo, my dad's not going to let that happen. And Bejo tells Ucho, yeah, but I have an idea. Um he said, "If I we're gonna, he's, yeah, he's. I have an idea. We're gonna start. Um, we're 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 gonna start a gang war, or, or or you know, we're gonna kill it. We're gonna kill the right people, and then just kind of masquerade it as a gang war. Um, then the land will be free. I can take it for myself. I won't have to pay anybody. You know, it'll be, it'll be my land to do with as I please. And uh, then you." You can convince your father to help to let you take the reins on this one because a lot of guys are going to get killed, and he's not going to be happy about it. So, um, so Ucho he accepts Bejo's offer. Right before he does that, though, whenever he whenever he's fixing to kill Benny, he notices Benny has a tattoo on his wrist. It's very important. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Ucho he accepts Bejo's offer, and Bejo tells him. Um, uh, he tells him, I know who we're going to kill too, you know, because Ucho said, you know, it, uh, you can't, uh, nothing's going to, nothing's going to happen after killing a couple of foot soldiers. Right. And Bezo goes, oh, I already got the right person for the, for, for this situation here. So, um, so yeah, Ucho, he accepts Bezo's offer. Rama heard all of this too, by the way. Keep in mind, there's a bug in his wallet yeah he put the bug into Ucho's wallet and he was standing right outside the building listening and he planted cameras and so he was watching the whole thing um anyway um then we cut over to uh Percoso he is meeting with his ex-wife and he is giving her some money which here this is this is where the this is where like all the depth yeah. Percoso's character comes in. This here we meet. You know, he had a wife and he had a he had a son, um, but because of because of what he does, because of his job, his wife and son want nothing do, want nothing to do with him. He gives his wife money to support her because you know, Bongun gives him money to kill to kill off his business rivals, right. and Percoso just gives it to his wife to take care of their son. Um, you know, but we we learn here he's like trying to act. Ask her, you know, I, I'd like to see my son, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, his wife is saying, no, like, you don't deserve to see him. I mean, right. like, he, he doesn't, he doesn't need to know who you are or what you do. Like, it's not, it's not going to happen. Um, uh, but while, uh, while that's going on, uh, Percoso gets a, gets a, a call. His beeper goes off. He has a beeper. This movie yeah. set in 2014, and he's got a beeper. A beeper. yeah. Beepers are so 90s. <laughs> they are. But yeah, he gets a be- he gets a message on his beeper, and it says, call Ucho. Mm-hmm. So he tells his wife, I have to go. Yeah, he's like, I gotta and go. And she's like, as always, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, Ucho, um, Ucho and Percoso, they meet at a dance club. 
Um, and then they have a conversation. Ucho is, um, this is kind of where you start to see what Ucho's thought process is. You, you, you see, like, what his deal is, why he wants to take the reins from his dad so badly. So the way his mind is working here is he feels people don't fear his dad anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, he's one of those, uh, Ucho is one of those people who believe that fear is the greatest tool. Mm -hmm. When people are afraid of you, you can do anything. You know, you'll always get your way, you know, and he's telling Prokosa that. He's he's saying, you know, he's like talking about the dance club there. And, you know, he said, whenever my dad came in here, the whole place just froze up. But nowadays, nobody does. Like now there's, now there's, you know, now there's these idiot guys in sandals, you know, <laughs> messing with girls in the bathroom like they're animals. It's ridiculous, you know, and... And Bercoso is, of course, you know, him being the older and the wiser one here, mm -hmm. he's he's telling Ucho, you know, yeah, people may not fear your dad anymore, but they respect him. And that's even and, and that's even more important. Right. Is that they respect him. They they know not to step out of line. So that's why there's no fear. But, you know, Ucho's just like, man, whatever. Yeah, you know, typical. <laughs> you, you can know. see the way he kind of just brushes it off. He's like, it's not, he's like, no, he's like, they don't, they, they don't need, like, this, this isn't about respect. Again, he, he believes fear is the greatest tool. You know, he's like, these right. people should fear, fear my father, like fear people like you and, and me. And, and, uh, Perkosi, you know, just tells him, he says, hey, don't worry about it. One day. One day you're going to see things differently. You're going to be like, like, you'll see things the way I do. You'll see things the way your father does. Your father never lost that fire. He just learned how to control it. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll learn too. Like, like, you've got that same fire, but uh, you just need to learn how to control it. You'll understand one day. Um, and Ucho is like, okay, you're probably right. He's like, I need, he's like, I need to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> he goes, he gets up to, he gets up and leaves and then Percoso, while he's sitting there looking at a picture of his son, everyone in the club just disappears. Then a huge gang of dudes come in, and Percoso goes to fight all of them. And it's and it's it's crazy, you know, because he's like throwing wine bottles and and uh, cups at them. There's a really crazy spot where he breaks this one bottle and just starts stabbing this dude in the throat like it looks, 78 it looks ugly. times. <laughs> yeah, it did look pretty ugly. There's an Itmon reference in there too. I'm sure you noticed it like whenever he punches the dude in the face like really yeah. fast. I don't know if that was supposed to be an Itmon reference. It was to me. Though. Yeah. Like, uh, like I saw it and I was like, yeah, there, that's that's an Itmon reference. I don't know if they were trying to do that though. It, it was like that to me though. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, a whole bunch of dudes are, are in there, and uh, Prokosa's fighting and killing both of them. Um, they make their way out of the building, like, through the alley, like, the side door, you know, and they end up in an alley. Uh, Prokosa, he does get beat up pretty bad. You know, he gets, like, cut up a bit. Um, and then the assassin shows up. The assassin is Cheshavarif Raman's character, or Raman's character, excuse me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the assassin shows up, and he kills Prokosa. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, and the whole, this whole incident is pinned on the Japanese. Like, Ucho's, Ucho's, like, um, he, he was, he, he, Ucho and Bongun are talking about it. He's telling them, he says, he says, it, it was the Japanese. Like, uh, that, that's what everybody's saying they saw. Like, everyone who was on the street and everything, they said they, it, it was Goto's men. Um, 
uh, Ucho's like saying, we need to do something about this and we need to retaliate. They just killed, you know, they just killed your most loyal, uh, loyal enforcer. You know, we need to do something about this. Bon Goon is like, no, we, we, we don't. This is, this is, this is going to, um, if we do, if we retaliate, then it's going to get way out of hand. You know, we, we, we cannot, we can't let that happen. You know, if I, if I, um, like I, I'm trying to make sure, like, or I, I'm, I'm trying to ensure that we last longer than, longer than this. Right. You know, because, you know, he's, he says, you know, I, I've been, I've been in this business for 30 years. My decision will make sure. Um, or will ensure that we see 30 more years after this, you know, so he, um, so Bongun, yeah, we're not going to retaliate. Um, uh, Ucho, of course, storms out. Rama is there. He tries to, he tries to reason with them, but Ucho just kind of blows up on him and starts smacking him around and, and, um, telling him, you know, it's like, you're nothing. You don't know my father. And, uh, it's like, you're, you're just here because we owed you, we paid, and, you know, we paid you back already, so just stay out of this, and, um, Ucho, he storms off, and he calls Bejo, and he says, and he says, um, Bejo answers the phone, he says, did we get the go-ahead? And Ucho says, no, fuck the go-ahead, just do it. And, uh, you know, because they, because again, you know, they were hoping, they were hoping that Bon Goon would want to do something about this, but he doesn't, you know, much... Much to their surprise, he is trying to de-escalate the situation here. Um, so, um, so Ucho calls up Bejo and says, "Just, just do it." And so, um, and so Bejo sends his um, his assassins out. You know, the the assassin, of course. And excuse me, we also this is where we meet uh, Hammer Girl, and I call him Bad Boy. <laughs> He's credited as Baseball Batman, but that's a mouthful. I just say <laughs> Bad Boy. I don't say Batman for obvious reasons. Um, um, yeah, we meet Hammer Girl and Bad Boy, who are two really awesome characters. Julia Stell, very true Ulysses. They were in Headshot, you know, with Ego mm. as well. We talked about them, but way back when we when we did Headshot, um, and and the and these are like the these are the the characters. Uh, these two characters are are some of the ones that everybody knows from, yeah. from the Raid Two. Like usually, whenever if anyone knows the Raid Two, even if they don't know the Raid Two, they probably know. The dude with the baseball bat and the girl with the hammers. Like yeah. they, they probably know them. So, um, so yeah, the assassin, bad boy, hammer girl, they go out and they just start killing a bunch of different, uh, bunch of different soldiers from both sides. Like killing some of Ucho's got not Ucho, Bongun, killing some of Bongun, Bongun's guys, killing some of Goto's guys. They're doing it again to escalate the whole gang war type thing, you know, because they're trying they're trying to get these guys to destroy each other so that he could take that land. Um, and uh, you know, uh, uh, we get some, we get some pretty we see some pretty crazy stuff too. We see the assassin kill a dude with a pickaxe, like like yeah, <laughs> like bops him right in the head with it. Um, we see Hammer Girl fight a bunch of dudes on the subway, which was really awesome. Um, I love whenever she kills all the dudes on the subway and then there's just that one dude left and he's whole he's like hugging his suitcase yeah. and he just looks horrified. <laughs> and then we see Bat we see Bat Boy, he uh fights a whole bunch of dudes using his bat. I love that scene. Like his character is so cool and I love I love how he uses he uses the bat. Yeah. He doesn't just swing it around. He is using it to like break arms and to break yeah. legs and to lock people up and 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 he's like using the 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 handle side he's using the the bigger end the one that you actually swing with it's 
it, it's really crazy, and it's really impressive to see how he actually uses the bat instead of just swinging it around like some people would do. Um, and, and we also see him use baseballs. Like, mm-hmm. he, like he, he, he hits people with the balls. He throws the ball up, hits it, and hits one dude like right in the ear, killing him. And he hits the other dude in the back. Tells him, give me the ball. You know, that's a, that's a great line, too. Just give me the ball. And the guy just throws it. He's like, no. And then he throws it off. And <laughs> Bad Boy's like, ooh, that was a mistake. And he just starts beating his head in with the bat. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Rama gets jumped, too. Like, uh, after after we see the assassin, Bad Boy, Hammer Girl, killing off all the, all the different... Uh, different gangsters rama gets jumped too he you know he he's going getting into a taxi but then a whole bunch of dudes just show up and they're like stabbing through the windows and um rama he he gets away and they go into a um they chase rama into a restaurant and rama's fighting all the dudes in the restaurant and he burns the hell out of this one dude you know shoves his face into the excuse me into the grill the hibachi it was a hibachi grill um yeah and uh whole half of the dude's face gets burned off there's a hole where his ear used to be and (laughs) yeah um but uh um rama notices though one of the guys who jumped him was a cop Mm -hmm. you know because you know again we got to remember there are dirty cops on on their uh like on their on the payroll of bongo and goto um and uh so yeah, Rama after after he gets jumped, we cut over to Bongun, Goto, Ucho. They're having a meeting with Reza. Reza is telling them this needs to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, bunch of bunch of the, a bunch of their guys from opposing sides got killed off. So looks like there's a gang war going on, and um Reza says, you know, this needs to stop. Um uh Ucho is of course accusing Goto of uh of having Percoso killed and he's being very aggressive and stuff like that. Bongun once again, like to everyone's surprise, is trying to de-escalate the situation here. He tells Goto, he's like, uh again, Ucho's the one who's like being like very very confrontational and stuff like that. Bongun is saying, you know, I'm sorry about my son. It would appear that he got a little overambitious and uh made some decisions without without consulting me so i accept responsibility for this um you know uh there won't be any retaliation from us like uh, let's just let's just put a stop to this and so um ucho's pissed <laughs> he is not you know, happy as always <laughs> yeah so um so ucho bongun and uh ika at bongun's office bongun is beating the hell out of his own son <laughs> He's just, just like beating him down, saying, "What the hell's the matter with you?" Basically, you embarrassed me. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, you, like, you, like, look at what you've done. You like, you started all this, like, for what? Just because I don't give you a little extra responsibility? Like, get over yourself. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm. I'm your father. I know what's best for you. That sort of thing. And um, finally, Ucho just like snaps. Yeah, he just had he he's had enough, and he and he and he's like telling Bongun, he's he's like, you drove me to this. Like you, like I just I, I just wanted to do more, you know. And 
and and like in and here you are like being playing Mr. Nice Guy and apologizing to to uh to them and um and you know Bond Gun of course just tells Ucho he's like like you've ruined everything. Like yeah. this is this is all your fault. Like you've destroyed us. You've ruined everything. Um uh then Bejo and his gang shows up and Ucho kills his father. Shoots him right in the face. Yep. And blows half his cheek off. Yeah. Yeah, shoots him in the face, killing him. Um Ika, he tries to he pulls his gun and tries to shoot Ucho, but Ucho shoots him in the knee. And um uh right before um right before this happened though, we saw Rama in um at his apartment. Ika called him up and said, Hey, you need to get over here. Bon Goon is beating the hell out of Ucho and I can't stop it. <laughs> like you need to get here now. Um so uh so yeah, Rama's rushing over there. Um Bejo, he takes the gun from Ucho and he's fixing to kill Ika, but then Rama shows up and he stops him. But uh, he gets he gets into a, uh, Rama gets into a fight with the assassin. The assassin knocks him out, and they uh, they take Rama hostage. Um, during during the during the little scuffle, though, Ika got away. Um, but they take uh, yeah they take Rama hostage. They put him in a car and they drive off. Ika got in a car and follows them, and we get a pretty amazing car chase sequence. Yeah. This this car chase is really awesome. Cause you see, you see Ika. He's like ramming all the all the cars, getting them to wreck into each other. He's shooting, uh, but then it also it it cuts back and forth between that and Rama fighting with the other dudes in the car that he's yeah. sitting in. He's fighting the dudes in the car, which that was really cool too. It, it's such a it's such a tight space. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, Rama. He's um, he's fighting the guys in in the car. But then he gets out and he hops onto hops onto Ika's car and then they they drive off to safety. Um, then Ika Ika and Ucho they 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 drive to this kind of abandoned building area and Ika tells Rama he knows who he is mm-hmm. and he knows he's a cop and uh, they he doesn't. They they don't say like how he knows like Ika he just knows mm-hmm. like but but it turns out Ika's a cop too mm-hmm. so it's it's one of those things where you know it's just you know he can they just, can have, they have that intuition they know yeah he just knows he like he, he can it's like that you know it's like that we can smell our own type yeah. thing you know he just he just has he just had that he just had that notion to say he's like this guy's a cop I know it um, but yeah Ika tells him he says I know who you are and I know where you're from. Um, and Ika, he tells Rami, he says, I told you, I told you when we first met that we're not that different. So, you know, go figure. Yeah. Um, but he also tells Rama, he says, he, he tells him, he says, don't listen to what anybody tells you. I'm not a traitor. And, uh, then Ika gets out of the car and he just goes to sit down like in the grass and then he dies. Yeah. He, he, he got beat, he got beat up pretty badly like, during the car chase. He got shot a few times. So. Yeah, he he just yeah. he ended up dying from his injuries. Um, Rama he takes the car and drives off. He calls Bunawar, and he's like asking him about Ika. He's like, "Why didn't you tell me you had another undercover in there?" And he tells him about Ika. Bunawar tells him tells Rama that Ika was not um, that Ika was 
uh, a piece of shit. So he says, because like he he's he's like, you didn't tell me about Ika, and he's like, oh, that piece of shit. So <laughs> like he uh. Like, he, he got a whole bunch of my guys killed when he fed us bad intel, you know, so, so, yeah, um, apparently Ika, Ika, uh, kind of double-crossed them at some point. Mm-hmm. Ika, you know, again, though, he said, I'm not a traitor, which, you know, as an undercover cop, I, I mean, I wouldn't know, but, um, I, I've watched a lot of undercover cop stories and, or movies and, like, read stories and stuff like that, you know, they... Uh, the, the kind of pressure they're under is insane mm-hmm. and they make, and sometimes, you know, and, and this is just like in, in, in pertaining to movies and stuff like that. They don't always make the best decision. Mm-hmm. They, they, they usually, they have to make a decision that, that could potentially cost the lives of others, but yes. keep, but also keeps them in play. So, I mean, who knows what he did? Mm-hmm. You know, you never, you never know. Anyway, um, Rama, he, um, yeah, he takes, he takes the car and he heads over to Bejo's restaurant. Um, he, yeah, but, um, like I said, he, he call he talks to Bonawar right before that. And Bonawar tells him, he says, um, um, he says that they have the signal from Ucho's wire. He's in there right now with Reza and Bejo. I'm headed there in a minute. Um, just wait for me. Um, Baramba says, no, I'm not going to wait for you. Like, it's personal this time, you know. So he, so he, he uh, takes the car, rams, or rams it right into the garage door of the restaurant, and he just goes in and completely wrecks shop. <laughs> he fights everybody, running people over in the car, but then he gets out and starts going hand-to-hand with them. And um, there's some great spots here, too, is, you know, he... He brings that, uh, you know, that, you know, whenever those guys were running towards him, he just like throws that whole shelf down and it just comes yeah. down like right on him. There's a crazy spot. It always makes me like wince in pain. And when he, he hits that dude and knocks him off the ledge and his head hits like oh, that yeah. scaffold. <laughs> and then, and then he like falls the opposite side and his head hits the ledge. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, um, so yeah, Rama, he, he he uh, rams in there and beats all these guys up and starts making his way up to the to the restaurant area where Bejo and Ucho and Reza are. Um, we see um, Ucho like it cuts away for a few minutes and we see Ucho in the um, in the bathroom. He's washing up and uh, he gets his wallet out to give a tip to the bathroom attendant and he notices that there is a he notices the wire in his wallet that Rama had planted back earlier in the movie. However, he doesn't realize who put it there. Yeah. Like, he, he, he sees it and he's wondering who did it. Um, which, <laughs> Amber pointed out something funny, like, whenever we were watching the movie. You, you said, you said, is he, like, just now seeing that? Yeah. The I mean, wa- <laughs> your wallet is the one thing you probably take out the most throughout your day, and he's just now noticing it. Yeah. Like, besides your, <laughs> besides your phone... That you're like checking like all throughout the day. Eventually, you, know, you go places, and you know if you if you spend something, you know you open your wallet. Yeah. You tell me this whole time he didn't pull out his wallet. Several to, several open, days have passed <laughs> to open his wallet and be like, yeah. oh. What's There's this? a wire in here. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought it was funny that he didn't that is, find it sooner. That is funny, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Ucho finds finds a wire, doesn't realize he put it there. He goes back to have dinner with Reza and Bejo. Reza is being a, a prick in this scene. He's a, he looks like a prick. 
Yeah. He does. He's he, he, well. He looks unassuming, but he also looks like a prick. Yeah, <laughs> He's like he, an unassuming he does. prick. <laughs> um. Uh. While uh. While they're having dinner, one of Bejo's men comes up to him and he says, "Hey, uh, that Rama guy. He escaped. Um. Uh, from from the car. Because he escaped from the car, and Bejo's like, oh, okay. Um. Well, uh, put the word out." And, uh, like, and he, oh, he, he's already here. Yeah. He's, he's coming up now. Yeah. He, oh. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna tell. He's he's gonna tell. I like, put the word out. Anyone who finds him is gonna get X amount of money. But his but then his dude's like, oh, he's already here. <laughs> yeah, he's coming up. He, he's on his way up like, right now. Now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so um. So yeah, we cut back. Um. Actually, no. Sorry, almost forgot. Um. Uh. After uh. After the guy tells Bejo, hey, Rama's here, he's on his way up. Bejo, um, he, he's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> has he, a panic attack. Yeah, he drops his cane. Uh, Bejo's on a cane. He walks on a cane. He's got like a limp. Like, he a got bad a, leg. He's got a bad leg or something. Um, but uh, he drops his cane, and when he reaches down to pick it up, Ucho notices that Bejo has the exact same tattoo on his wrist that he saw Benny had yeah. right before he killed him. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Then Ucho realizes that the whole thing, much like the first film, this whole thing was a setup. Yeah. Um, Ucho was um, Ucho was being used basically, um, which and, you know, and I, and they never say this. I kind of deduce this myself though when watching the movie for the first time. I think Bejo's original idea or his plan, his original plan, was to have Ucho killed in prison. Mm-hmm. And then Bon Goon would freak out and think the Japanese had something to do with Probably. it. Probably. And then he would retaliate against them and, you know, then they would destroy each other and he could get that land. But when that didn't work, you know, Rama, he saved Ucho in prison. When that didn't work, Bejo's like, okay, then I'll just use Ucho himself instead of just killing him. Right. So, um... And he already, he already knew somewhat that Ucho had, like, had enough of his father... Like, mm-hmm. he knew that he was already pissed off at him. And he was like, you know, I'll give you the power. Yeah, he'll exploit if that. If you do this. And it kind of makes Ucho think, oh, well, if I do this, I can have the reins. And, you know, mm-hmm. mind, mind playing. Playing play mind games. Um, so, anyway, yeah. Now we cut back to Rama. He is making his way up. Um, he he fights Bat Boy and Hammer Girl in this hallway, which is a very good fight yes. scene. I love whenever, like, right before he... He takes out two guys and he keeps walking. And right before he gets like around this corner, there's like to the doorway that leads into the kitchen. Right when he gets to the corner, baseball flies right by his face. <laughs> he nearly dodges it. Um, and it gets like stuck in the wall. And he sees Bad Boy and Hammer Girl standing there. And Bad Boy tells him, he says, give me the ball. And U- and Rama just starts oh walking God. towards them. I love that. I love that he says, give me the ball. And Rama starts walking towards him. I'm like, no, I'm not giving you the fucking ball. <laughs> you almost hit me with it. It's yeah. stuck in the wall now. Yeah, he's like, I'm not playing your little game here. Let's fight. Um, I've always said if, if that were me, if, he, if, if that were me and he said, give me the ball, I would have pulled the ball out, but then I would have like faked him out. Like, like make, it, make him think I'm going to throw it and he goes to swing, but I didn't even throw it yet. And so after he already swings, then I throw it back at him and hit him or something. Um, that's just me. Like, that's just my baseball, my baseball side. I played ball. I played ball as a kid. Um, but anyway, yeah, Rama he fights Bat Boy and Hammer Girl, um, kills both of them, and 
truly bloody fashion. Yeah. Um, and it gets better. Like, 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 like yeah. I say, this is bloody fast, true, like bloody fashion. Just, just wait till the next fight. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he kills hammer girl by like, like with the, with the, the claw hammer, like the, the pointy side, he just like uses it to like rip her throat out or whatever. Yep. Um, and then he just smushes bat boy's face in with the bat. The bat gets stuck in his face. I was so <laughs> Caleb. I'm like, you know how hard you have to hit, Somebody to make the bat stay in place mm-hmm. and like stay as they fall, like in a perfect. Yeah, I'm like that. Hits a, that's a hard hit. Yeah. So yeah, after Rama kills Bat Boy and Hammer Girl, he walks into the kitchen and he sees the assassin there waiting for him. And the whole kitchen staff is in there too. There's a bunch of people just work in the kitchen. They all see Rama and they see the assassin just kind of staring each other down. And they all put their stuff down and leave. They just put it down. <laughs> nope. They're like, nope, that, mm-mm, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> no, no, I'm you out. do not. <laughs> you see two guys standing there, like fixing to, <laughs> fixing to fight to the death here. Like, yeah, let's go. No, nope. that this is above my pay grade. <laughs> yeah. I don't do this. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Rama and the assassin fight, and it is so amazing. It's a good fight. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's one of the it's one of the like, pro- one of the best choreographed, like most well choreographed fight scenes you'll ever see. Yeah. Um. Again, I have such a hard time deciding if I like this one more <laughs> than the two on one from the raid because that one was just incredible. It mm-hmm. was so good. But this is also. Really, really amazing. Yeah. It's hard to say which one I like more. This one has more blood though. Yeah, it does. I think I think the I think the gore fans I like gore, but I also don't need it. Right. So yeah, it doesn't really matter to me. But if it, it, like the, the gore fans, like people who like like to see a lot of blood and stuff like that, they are they would love this. Yeah. Um Um and I and I like how I like how e- like the characters had there there's a there's a there's a there's a, a noticeable amount of respect between the two of them by mm-hmm. like the way they square up, you know, like they're like they're they're kind of what's the word they're analyzing each other that sort of thing. Like they're yeah. just not going right at it. They're you know they they did that in the first movie, but here here yeah, they're studying each other that sort of thing. There 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 is there is an amount of respect between them here. Um, but yeah, fight just gets really crazy. You, Rama throws a lot of crazy kicks, and um, uh, the assassin he at one point pulls out his two uh, karambit knives. I, I think that's how you say it, karambit. But they're they're, they're these like these two curved knives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a very popular Indonesian weapon. Um, the uh but yeah at one at one point he pulls out both of those and then that's like where all the blood comes in they're cutting each other up um excuse me uh Rama he um I love I love like whenever he I love I love uh the spot whenever he he knocks him into the the little wine case mm-hmm. like the big glass wine case um and he kicks him through the like through the window. Yeah. I love that part because that kick looked like it hurt. It looked he like straight up kicked him in the face. Yeah. And he probably did. He um, may have. Yeah, he probably like literally like legit kicked him in the face. Um But yeah, then the karambit come the karambit knives come out and then uh and uh the uh one thing I noticed here, the music. Mm-hmm. Whenever Rama gets one of the knives from him. The music like escalates, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, he's got an equalizer now, you know. Because yeah. at first Rama was unarmed, but he gets one of the knives away from him. And then the music 
it escalates. You yeah. Know? So now he has. Yeah. Again, now Rama has an equalizer. That's how you here. know shit's about yeah. to hit the fan. So they. So yeah, they they're, they're fighting each other with the knives, and there's blood spraying everywhere. Rama's cutting the assassin up, like in the arms and the chest and the stomach, and he kills him by you know rip, ripping his throat out with the knife. Um. <laughs> After the fight was over, I said fatality. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fatality right there. None of that this isn't any of that Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one bullshit. Like that this is this is some real this is a real fatality <laughs> right here. Real fatality. Yeah. So um so yeah, Rama, he kills the assassin and um and he bursts into the room where Reza and Bejo and Ucho are all having dinner. And um Bejo gets up and he, he grabs a he grabs a couple, he grabs like a, he grabs a shotgun, he goes to throw it to Reza, but right before Reza can catch it, Ucho steps in and grabs it, and then blows <laughs> Reza's head off. Um, Bezier doesn't even notice this happened, though. Yeah, he doesn't. Even because he grabbed it. another shotgun, and then he was, and then he started shooting at Rama while Rama's fighting off a couple, the couple of the other guys that are in the room. Um, uh, but then Ucho, he shoots Bezier in the leg. And then again in the in the like the shoulder, and Ucho falls to the ground, and Ucho or not Ucho, Bejo falls to the ground. Ucho walks over there and he pulls the wire out of his pocket and he just like drops it right next to Bejo. That's how you know that he thinks Bejo put it there. Yeah, which wouldn't make sense, even though he didn't do it. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It would make sense considering that he realizes Bejo used him for yeah. all this. So it's like okay, well then obviously it was him, uh, <laughs> but um. Yeah, he drops the wire right next to him and then shoots him, like, right in the face, point blank, <laughs> with the Blows shotgun. his head half off. <laughs> yeah. And then Ucho turns the gun on Rama, tries to shoot him, but uh, Rama is able to, uh, like, right as Ucho runs out of ammo, Rama, he, like, shows up, he jumps over the couch and then stabs him and kills him. And, um, and everybody's dead. Rama's the last man standing, uh, which you you can you can tell like whenever Ucho is dying, you can see there's kind of a there's a lot of regret between the two of them. You know, yeah. it's kind of just you it know, kind of it's kind of like Rama's, a, it's kind of like a hug. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Rama's look what you made me do, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So um. So yeah. Um. So yeah, Rama. He's killed everyone. They're all dead. Um, he makes his way out of the restaurant. He heads back down to the garage, like whenever he first came in. And who's waiting for him right outside the entrance? Goto's men. They're all out there. There's a bunch of them. They're all out there, and they just and they see Rama. They've seen what he's done, and um, there's very somber, some very somber music playing. Yeah, it's, it sounds great. I love the music in this in this movie. The first movie, the first movie had great music too. This one has good music. Um. But uh, Rama and uh, Goto's men, uh, they're having a conversation which we do not hear. It's, it's there's just no mu- audio. It's just music, and we see them talking, but there's no there's no sound. There's no subtitles. So we don't know what conversation is taking place here. Um, while while they're talking, it does cut away for a second. We see Bunawar. He is head, he's headed, like, there now. Because, again, he had, uh, he had, he was tracing a, Ucho's the, the the bug in Ucho's wallet. So he so he's headed there now. We cut back over to Rama and Goto's men having their conversation, 
and uh, right before the movie ends, Rama is just said we. Uh, Rama is just heard saying, "No, I'm done," and then the movie ends. That's the right too. I really like to know what conversation they were having. Many people. I told you I looked it up. Well, yeah, many people. <laughs> many people believe that they were trying to recruit him. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to join us? Rama says, "No, I'm done." Well, so it makes sense. <laughs> it would, yeah that that would make sense, and it's that that is probably the conversation that took place. But that's really just speculation. Whenever, yeah. you, whenever it comes. To, when all is said and done, that's just speculation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And considering how we never got the Raid 3, we will we'll probably never know. If when, if they had done the Raid 3, we might have known what happened. But right. then again, maybe not. Maybe the Raid 3 would have been a completely different story. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the end of that one. That is the Raid 2. This movie is so incredible. It is such a good movie. Very good. Well... As I said with the first uh, the first movie, whenever we discussed the first one, do I like this as much as the first one? Not really. Mm-hmm. And that's just because of how the first one resonated with me so much more than this one does. Yeah. When I watched this movie, I thought it was, I, and I still believe this, but I thought it was excellent. It was a true masterclass in action, but, but it just didn't, it, it, it didn't. It didn't capture me like the first one did. Yeah. The first one, like, again, it's a breeze to get through. This movie's a little too long. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, again, it's not a bad long, but it's also kind of just like, does it need to be that long? It's one of those things. Like, you know, it's like, you're not sitting there wanting the movie to end, but you're also wondering, does it need to be that long? Um so yeah, the length is a, the length is a bit of an issue for me. I'm not go. I don't see myself popping the raid two in uh, as often as I would with the first one. The first one I can watch whenever the hell I feel like it. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's just it's 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 a very it's a very quick movie. It's really easy to get through, and it's and um, you know they're just pumping out the action. Mm-hmm. And this they don't do that. They they do pump out the action, but there's also a lot of time devoted to the characters and the story. So, yeah, do I like this as much as the first one? Not exactly, but it is an amazing movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. You like this movie, babe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Watch the Raid 2. It's, it's good. Awesome. I mean, I like, I like, <laughs> do I like the first one better than this one? I mean, I will say the first one is very dark and mm-hmm. gritty. It's got that. It's got that feel of like, oh shit. Like, you know, like, for instance, like when they're, when uh, Rama's trapped in the, in the wall. Wall, yeah. And you hear the, like the machete and it's like coming. Coming like, through the wall. That yeah. is like, oh my God. This, I mean, it's got stuff, but it's not like, it's not like, it doesn't have that that grittiness that the first one has. Like, mm-hmm. they're not trapped in this one building. Yeah. They're in, like, multiple locations in this one. But, I mean, it's good. It's it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Just the first one has is more, like, intense, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. I, I would definitely say that, that it's more intense than this one. This has intense moments. Like, yeah. I mean, you definitely have your... They're definitely... But ha- the first one, the whole movie is, like, intense. Yeah, the whole thing is just a complete yeah. roller coaster. And this, it has moments where you're, like... You're like, oh, that's crazy, you yeah. know, or, or who's going to survive this, that sort of thing. 
But yeah, I, I didn't find myself feeling that way the entire movie. Right. But I mean, it's very good for what it is. Yeah. It's very good. And I do, I do wish we had gotten more afterwards. Yeah. I really do wish that they had done the raid three. I know. I mean, I, I said it in the pre. I said it in in the first raid discussion that Gareth Evans did say. That the Raid 3 is a never-say-never situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day. Not anytime soon, though. Right. But, you know, because he feels... He feels that, you know, like... It it was kind of like... Like, after doing that movie and moving on to other things, he kind of felt, you know, it was a... That was a closing chapter in my career. I think we ended the second one on, on a pretty good note. I think it ended well. Right. And I don't think it really needs... And I don't think it necessarily needs yeah, to continue. It doesn't, it doesn't need another one for like. Now yeah. they want to do like a new story. Like I mean, that's I'm all for it. But you know, it doesn't. It doesn't need it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's it for today. That's the raid too. Like uh, like I said, this is a masterful movie. It's it's a very very it's very good very very good action movie. Um, definitely check it out. I'm not. We're not going to sit here and tell you. Uh. Just worry about the first one because no, no, no you need no, to see this please movie. Please watch the second one. Yeah, this movie is this movie is great. It's a lot of fun. There's a there's a lot of great characters. There's a good story, and it's got some truly bloody fights. Again, if you guys like gore, this this is the movie for yeah. you. It's got its it, it has its moments, but um, but yeah, that that's it for today, guys. Thanks as always for listening. This was episode uh episode thirty five of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. We had a we had a blast where you, it, it was good to get back in the saddle because again, it felt like, it felt like it had been yeah, a really long time since episode 34, just because of everything that, that, that's been going on. But, um, but now I think, uh, you know, we're definitely, we're definitely going to get back into the swing of things. Um, I, I do want to apologize for, uh, anyone who was expecting more YouTube videos from me. I haven't done a YouTube video in about over two weeks and, and that's because, um, again, there was just, just a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot going on. Um, there are some more unboxing videos coming up because I have a couple movies on the way. Um, the, uh, the brand new Blu-ray release of Skinny Tiger and Fatty Dragon from Eureka Entertainment is coming soon. Um, I haven't received that movie yet, but once I do, I'm going to have an unboxing video for that. I got a couple of Jack and Chan movies on the way. I'm going to do an unboxing for those as well. And I do have some other videos in the works. So, uh, yeah, I do apologize that I haven't been as active on YouTube, but there are more videos coming. So, guys, uh, you know, keep an eye out. Just bear with him. Yeah. He'll get there. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, that's it for today, guys. Episode 36 is going to be up next. We, we inch... Uh, we inch ever closer to episode forty. You know, yeah. <laughs> once we once we hit that hit the next milestone. But episode thirty six is up next. That's going to be out on March fifth, twenty twenty two. We're going to be discussing Fistful of Vengeance. Gives you guys time to go watch it before we do our review. Yeah, we could have done it now, but we wanted to give everybody. Some, oh, yeah. we wanted to give everybody some time to check it out, and we're gonna have a very special guest. That's right. We're gonna have the man Monterius Lafears in the studio with us. He is going to be back after after. Uh, what was the last time he was here? I think it was Shang Chi. Shang Chi, yeah, yeah. it's been a while. Um, but uh, yeah, he he he's a he's a, a fan of the Wu Assassins TV show, and uh, he he wanted to come and talk and talk with us about the Fistful of Vengeance film. So he's going to be here on March fifth to discuss Fistful of Vengeance, and we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a a good episode. Um, you know, we'll be able to watch, rewatch the movie, and yeah. uh, and I can make my notes. 
and I can decide once and for all how I feel about the movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, uh, of course, don't forget to, uh, to uh, check out all our social media accounts, our Facebook, our Instagram, uh, Letterboxd, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we will see you guys on March 5th when we discuss Fistful of Vengeance. So until then, take care, guys.